get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Alongside Brooke Grimsley, who is filling in for BK today, Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Alex Ferrario. It is BK and Ferrario. We got Ask Us Anything coming up in 10 minutes or so, so send us over your questions, 65780, Air Comfort Service text line. But now let's head to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. He's one of my favorites to talk baseball. Mike Farron, host of MLB Network Radio. You could follow him on Twitter at Mike underscore Farron. Mike the hot stove is heating up in St. Louis because, once again, bounced out of the wild card round, but the playoffs have still been entertaining. How are you today, buddy? I'm great. I'm sitting in Philadelphia getting ready for uh, game three tonight of the NLCS on our coverage here. So um, excited to be here and excited for what's been, been a fun series so far. Absolutely. I, I've loved this NLCS despite people saying that it's a five and six seed going head to head. It's been entertaining. And then, of course, you get the two top dogs going head to head in the American League. Mike, just to kind of comp and talk Cardinals with the postseason that's going on right now, in your opinion, you saw those two games in the wild card and what you've seen so far through the postseason. How, how would you compare the Cardinals to these teams still playing in, in, in the playoffs? Yeah, I think they're pretty comparable. I mean, I think, you know, one of the issues with any tournament that you have is that um, the best team is not always going to win. I think it, it's, you know, I was doing some of these numbers the other day, and since divisional play started in 1969, and that's, you know, this removes 1994 from it, right, because there was no postseason, but those 52 seasons of postseason ball, like only 14 times is the best team, or the team with the best record won. So you're going to see that happen a lot. So I, I think it's pretty comparable. I mean, I think that the Cardinals probably were a better team on paper um, than these two teams were. You know, they, the talent level was there. Certainly they got carried for most of the season by the performance of Arenado and Goldschmidt. And, you know, I, I'm still curious what it would have looked like with a healthy Jack Flaherty for them. But, um, you know, they, they certainly are right in the mix for maybe they're not at the level of Atlanta or the Dodgers or maybe even the Mets, but they would have been in that, that next grouping with, with these two, um, certainly. So Mike, what do you think now, obviously, as you just mentioned there, it would be nice to have seen the Cardinals this late into October. What do you think is maybe the position or what they should go after this off season? Do you think pitching, you know, a big bat, anything like that. What do you think is that missing piece that they need to address this off season? Yeah. I mean, I, I have felt like for a number of years, the shortstop was a spot they were a little bit deficient in. 
And I know that there was just um, some comments the other day about trying to figure out, you know, what's been going on with Paul DeYoung and, and trying to get things right there. Um, that would be one of the things that I would be looking at. You know, I think there's probably they probably need a little bit more swing and miss in the rotation. I think that's the other thing that I would look at. You know, again, like if Jack Flaherty were healthy this year, we might be talking about a completely different story with him because he's certainly that you know capable of being that front line guy. Um, but they could use some help in that regard, and they're really well positioned to be able to add not just because. You know, the Cardinals, and they can flex a unique amount of financial muscle for being, um, you know, that market size. But I think the other thing is that their system is deep enough that um, if there are players that are controllable and young and fit their needs, I think they can certainly, they can certainly, um, you know, try and make a deal. I, I think one thing to watch with some of the rule changes that are coming next year is how they handle second base going forward. You know, Tommy Edmond obviously was terrific defensively, but they tried to slide him to short to get Nolan Gorman in the lineup. Gorman's not a perfect fit in a in a more traditional second base sense. You know, they could shift away some of those um, issues that you would have with a second baseman by by just you know putting him in shallow right and positioning him well. And maybe I'll be interested to see how teams actually handle this because they may try and do things the same way, just with a little bit shallower positioning, but I would think that Gorman, you know, despite some of the struggles he had at the big leagues, is still a pretty attractive chip, especially if the team needed power at third base. Um, and I think that they have plenty of guys that are coming behind that that could help in that regard as well. So, um, you know, it's, you know, I'd love, love to see them have a left-handed hitter in that lineup that provided some thump, which obviously Gorman is. I think that you could find you know, potentially somebody to play shortstop at a little bit higher level. I think that would help. And I think some depth in the rotation, but I don't think that they need a major overhaul. You know, the bigger thing would be if Nolan Arenado decided that he wanted to test free agency and opt out. And he hasn't really signaled that, but that certainly is right with the contract. Um, that would suddenly become, change priorities a little bit, but I'm just assuming that Arenado is going to stay either, um, you know, on the current contract or with some sort of, you know, extension beyond what's left to, to be there because he seems like a perfect fit. And obviously you guys have, have had to have loved watching him play, especially this year, because that dude's ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. And I think I've just mentally blocked out any thoughts of him opting out of his contract because I just don't know if I could take the pain of him leaving. But uh, again, we're talking with Mike Farron of MLB Network Radio with us here on BK and Ferrario. And Mike, speaking of the offseason, you know, I've, I've said this for the last couple of weeks since they've got bounced in that wild card where it's been two straight years where the pitching has done well in the playoffs for them, whether it was Wainwright last year against the Dodgers or I know it's not what you want, but Jose Quintana pitching in game one and Michaelis pitching game two. I've kind of continued to state like they got to get out of their comfort zone where they don't want to spend the money on these free agents that are out there because they feel like internally they have that player there. I'm not even looking at it as a specific position. I'm looking at it as they just need that third impact bat to complement Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. Am I off? No, 100% agree. I, I think that's kind of what's been missing, and that's where I'm going with with you know that left-handed bat. You know, it would be really nice to have it be left-handed because it would help to balance things right a little bit more. So, and you know, listen, they, I mean, there are some things that could happen internally. I mean, we just talked about Gorman, right? Like Dylan Carlson's still a very young player. Like maybe there is more power to come with him. I think it was certainly encouraging the way that he played center field this year. I mean, it allowed them to make the Montgomery for Bader trade. You know. 
because they, they were confident enough in Carlson's defense. And, and defense is obviously a huge calling card of his front office. I mean, that's been something that they really have focused on over the last decade. So, you know, maybe there's some of that that comes from within in that regard. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I think that there needs to be someone who's impactful. It doesn't necessarily have to be in free agency, though. It can be in trade. And just watching the way that they've operated, they have been much more comfortable adding players via trade, right? They did it with Goldschmidt they, and extended him. They did it with Arenado, knowing that they, you know, they've got a little bit of a rebate with Colorado throwing in 50 million bucks. But, like, those are the kind of guys that I would be looking for. So if you can identify a left-handed hitter who can fit into that lineup in that regard, I think that would be the spot. It, I was a little bit surprised that they weren't more willing to pull the trigger on Soto. I get that they have some impact guys that would have been in there. And, and having, you know, before I left the road, I did get to see Jordan Walker play a couple of games in the fall league. And I saw him the summer in the futures game. And I understand why they didn't want to move him. Like he's, he has a chance to be a potentially impactful offensive player, but they really have that need now. And their window is open now. You know, there there's Goldschmidt season was tremendous, right? I know it was a little slower in September, but how many more great years of Paul Goldschmidt have left as he gets into his mid thirties is a real question, I think. So I think those are spots. And the other thing I would say too, is like, you know, and I know that this is just beyond the defense of stuff, but like, what are their options really at catcher next year? You know what I mean? Like is, is Andrew Kisner going to be the guy every day? Is there a veteran that they can bring in there? There's not a whole lot of guys that are, you know, tremendous two-way players in that regard. Could they do something that's a prospect for prospect type thing where they tried to get, say, a Gabriel Moreno from Toronto, who is a, a really deep, you know, they have three really good catchers, two big leaguers, um, and Moreno who just you know, touched the big leagues this year. You know, is that something they could do? There are there are a ton of possibilities for them, but I agree that they're they are still short that one impactful back that takes them from being in that second tier of National League teams to the first. And they have other needs, clearly, but those other things are easier to fill. Even if they were to find a bat misser for the rotation, it's so deep in free agency that in the starting pitching class, I don't think that they need to go out and like spend at the very top of the market to be able to add someone. I think they can add depth guys, but maybe with a little different profile than some of the other starters that they've had. Well, Mike, I wanted to follow up on Jordan Walker because I think for us here, we've already started talking about him being that impact bat possibly next season for them in the outfield, which fills two spots. Uh, I know it was only a short sample size of what you saw at the Arizona Fall League, but do you have – do you have a gut feeling that maybe Jordan Walker could make this team out of the camp, or do you feel like that's kind of one of those slow process plays? Yeah, I think there's probably a little bit more room for development there. And listen, I think there are a couple of things, too. Like, he played center field one of the games that I I was at, which I thought was really interesting. He's got a terrific arm, but he's not really a center fielder, right? Like, he's not going to be that kind of rangy guy. And I do think that that, you know, one of the things that, that when you talk about somebody that's his size, because he's massive, like he's a huge, not, not like, you know, like NFL lineman big, but like he looks like a small forward in the NBA big, right? Like he's, he's really put together. You know, you wonder about as he adds muscle in the winter tier of the season, how much he slows down, which is, I think part of the reason why they're trying in left field, you know, obviously with Arenado there too, that made sense. So um, I don't know 
we, we had the same conversation last winter, I feel like, with Gorman, right? Like, at some point, Gorman's going to impact the roster. Oh, we need that power. Well, we saw the struggles that Gorman had, right? Now, contact isn't, or, and quality contact isn't necessarily the same issue with Walker as it was with, with Gorman in the minor leagues. Gorman's strikeout rate was higher. But I do think that there's a huge adjustment period. And I think if you want to go into this season, you're banking on being one of the top teams in the league. I don't think you can necessarily count on Jordan Walker to produce at a high level. If he does, if you can prepare yourself where if Walker can take one of those jobs and run with it at some point during the course of the season, it has built a significantly deeper roster. You mentioned uh, the rule changes and how that will affect the Cardinals. What do you think, too, about the more balanced schedule that they will experience next season? Is that also going to kind of force them to get out of their comfort zone this offseason when it comes to adding in people or trades and different things like that that they'll be looking at? You know, I really haven't considered it that way, Brooke, but, but it's an interesting thought because the it's just a little different. Like, there's going to be a little less familiarity, right? So there's you're not going to see you know, the Pirates 19 times, you're going to see them 13. That's a lot of, of potential wins that are off the table for you. Same with Cincinnati, right? Like, I think the Reds are going to get better quick here. But they, they, I'm sure you guys saw it too. The, the, there was a fair amount of talent on the mound there. There are some young players that are coming. I think both those spots are going to be good within the next couple of years. But I think it's going to make the competition a little bit different for those central division clubs where you can't just beat up on the bottom of the division. So I don't know that you necessarily have to focus on building a team differently. I mean, I think you're probably looking to build the best team that you can. But I do think there are going to be some adjustments in the way that you have to prepare, knowing that you know those six games that you are losing against the Pirates and the six against the Reds are going to be filled by, say, like 12 games against the Astros, Mariners, you know, Angels, uh, Rangers, you know, just as an example, because you're going to have three you know, series with everybody. So... I think it, it's more in the preparation standpoint than it is in the personnel standpoint, but I do think it adds a different dynamic to it. Mike, I could do this all day, but I know you got to get on MLB Network Radio soon. People can listen to you on that. They can follow you, follow you on Twitter at Mike underscore Farron. Always appreciate the time, sir. You're one of my favorites. Uh, have fun with the rest of this postseason, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you once the hot stove continues to heat up. Anytime. Talk again soon. Peloton, let's go. This holiday... With the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. Peloton. Motivation that moves you.